8th and I'm with Blue Bonnet Home and today we have a lovely guest. Her name is Mary Hyatt and she is a holistic life and business mindset coach. Hello, Mary. Hey, Faith. How are you? I am so excited to speak with you. I have been looking forward to this since I first reached out to you about coming on the podcast. Oh, well, I could not be more excited. This is not a conversation that I typically have, so I cannot wait to dive in. Well, it's really interesting because I've been following you a while since you were on the Say It Southern podcast, which was, I think, a couple of years ago when you first got on there. Yeah. And I've been paying attention to how you navigate life and how you do your job. And it means so much to me that you... It feels like you're in the mission field for people <laughs> because you're constantly, you're the biggest cheerleader and I want everybody to know about you. And I was tagged my husband a lot on Instagram and I, I can't tell you how much personally you've met to me, meant to me, and then how much I know that you're affecting other people's lives. So I wanted to tell you, thank you so much. And I know this conversation is going to help other people because of what's going on in the world with the pandemic and it's emotionally hard and it's physically hard. Mm. And then you add in all the elements of wanting these longings and desires to have a space in your home where you want to be, where you're not only stuck, but then you're choosing to be there and you're enjoying it. And on the day to day, people are running into a lot of frustrations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and can we just speak to that for a second? The fact that here we are two in two years plus in, and we're still using that word pandemic. And obviously mm -hmm. we're kind of, it's a different season of, of this experience for us. And yet what I'm finding in my work as a coach, a lot of my clients are really starting to feel on a whole new level, the fatigue Mm -hmm. of what we have been kind of been in survival mode, obviously for over two years and our nervous systems are, you know, you can only hold that state for so long. So our nervous systems are really drained right now. And our home has really become our, probably the, the place that we spend the most time, obviously, you know, we're out and about and doing things, but I think there's still this desire and this sense of safety around being at home. And so I think more than anything, we need our space to feel comforting, to feel soothing, to feel nurturing, and mm -hmm. to be a place that is giving us energy and not taking it away. Yes. That is one of the biggest reminders that I remind my clients as a color consultant is when they lean into trends and what's everybody else doing. Mm. And I politely remind them that this is your space and it needs to look like you and feel like you. Yeah. And yeah. the best it's version of you. So I'll take care of the paint colors, but, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's really funny how, um, I need to convince people that it's okay for their home to be what they want it to be. Oh my gosh. I, I'm not surprised by that at all, because I think that in a day and age where, we are comparing everything that we do, every decision we make to yes. what everybody else is doing. My mom is, um, yes. she's currently remodeling her house. And so she's working with this interior designer and, um, you know, she was talking about countertops the other day and she's just agonizing and agonizing over these countertops. And I'm like, mom, 
what, what do you love? Like, what is it that brings you joy? What is it that you find mm-hmm. pleasing? You know, cause yeah. she's looking at, Oh, well, you know, so-and-so just did redid their house and mm-hmm. they chose marble or so-and-so they chose granite. And so it's hard sometimes when we're not taking the time to slow down yes. and check in with ourselves and go, okay, if I could silence all the voices out there and really come back to center, come back to me, come back to what brings me a sense of pleasure. I mean, when you think about beauty in yes. our spaces and aesthetics, there's a, there's a, a high um, quality of pleasure. And so when we think about, okay, what brings me pleasure? What do I just innately enjoy regardless of if it is on trend or something that's cool or Instagrammable? Like, what do I love? And I think that that requires a level of disconnection from social media, from friends and, and comparing and going external and really flipping that and going internal to, to sense literally on a sensory, um, plane to sense and feel, okay, how does this affect my nervous system? When I walk into somebody's house, even if this is quote unquote, the best way to do something, how do I feel in that space? What do these colors bring up inside of me? Do they excite me? Do they calm me? Do they um, make me feel anxious? And so I think that that really is unique to every single person. So we've got to really turn inwards and we've got to get into how does this feel in my body when I'm in this space, when I'm experiencing this color, this fabric texture, this furniture placement, whatever it might be. Um, there is a sense of individuality here that I think is por- and really important to note. Yes. Yes. I'm continually, when I, when I approach a home from the moment I'm at the front gate or front stoop, I'm paying attention to the color of the flowers, the mm. pot, the pots that the plants are in, to any little knickknack, to anything I can see of maybe what their interests are or what colors they're into. I'm painting, trying to look at the pictures. So when I go into a space and it's a home that they hasn't taken possession yet and it's a blank space and they're coming to me saying, well, what do I do with it? I really have to dig and work harder because it's not my home. I remind them all the time. This is not my home. This is not my space. It's not my business. It needs to look like you and feel like you. And I'll make it the best version of you. I'll make it pretty. I won't make it ugly. <laughs> I don't right. let you do ugly. <laughs> but what's beautiful to one person may not be beautiful to another person. And that is okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I love that you're able to do that and to actually be conscious enough to, to take into account really focusing on somebody else's wisdom that they hold inside their bodies to know, okay, this is a yes, or this is a no for me. Yes. And it's, it's fascinating to me. This is why I love working with my clients and a a coaching relationship because that internal wisdom that we have is, is the most reliable thing that we can bank on. You know, it's, it's not trendy. It's not something that's going to go out of style. It's like, okay, if I want to really look at where my sense of home is. And when we think about our sense of home, to me, that says something where I, someplace where I feel like I belong, where I feel settled, where I feel grounded, where I feel tethered and, or there's a sense of just soothing. You know, I think about all the, all the types of things that, um, 
I would want to feel in a home are, are soothing, grounded, centered, anchored. And that is going to look and feel different for every single person. And so to be able to help a client find that for themselves, oh my gosh, like that's a game changer for their psychology, for their mindset, for their mood. I mean, that's going to really affect unconsciously so much of their day-to-day experience of life. It's, it's fun. It's very fun for me. I can't say that it's um, fun for my clients. It, when I'm there, it's, it becomes fun for them because then I do the heavy lifting for them. Yeah. But before, there's a lot of anxiety and anticipation mm. and they don't know what they're getting into or they don't know if they can get the products that they need to get or get their painters scheduled when they need to paint or get the yeah. materials they need to get. So being conscientious of their desires and being able to help them in the appointment, but also being aware of what's going on in the world and what the steps are that they need to do to get them where they need to be. It it can be overwhelming on, on everybody's end. And I can give you an example. Um, This morning I was at a color consultation for a wonderful contractor who I love working with and the homeowners have possession, um, but they did lease back and Mm. the realtors communication, um, hasn't been clear and there is an estate sale going on when we came up, everybody in the trades, there's like 10 tradespeople coming up with the contractor. The new homeowners are there. Everybody for the estate sale is trying to work and everybody has one common goal but there's emotions tied to it. And immediately when I walked in, when I hear of an estate sale at a home, I don't always think of something happy. Mm-hmm. My association with an estate sale is because the estate needs to be sold because there was a death. That's where my mind goes immediately because that was my experience. So I always go to the awareness of being sensitive to the workers or could the homeowner be there or mm. a family member or whatnot. Fortunately, that was not the case, but there's still high level of emotions involved because I don't think the previous homeowners are ready to let go. It was a little hard for them and that's okay. So we acknowledged it. We worked quickly and we left the space so then they could continue their work. But every day is a different experience and all the homeowners that are doing renovations right now are experiencing high levels of delays. And right. I, I think that, oh, we're all used to the delays, but we're not <laughs> right. when you have to wait eight months for kitchen cabinets or three months for your flooring, you know, America, Americans, we're so used to everything now, like we get everything yeah. now. This is such a first world problem. There's nothing wrong with your countertops. There's nothing wrong with your floors. It's a personal preference. It's an aesthetic. And I totally get it. But the frustrations can run high. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I feel like, you know, number one, we're all kind of hitting that point, like I was mentioning earlier, where we're, we're starting to feel the fatigue of the psychological wear and tear of the collective trauma that we've been through over the past Mm. few years. And so our our levels of patience aren't as high as they were. Our thresholds are lower, you know, for anger and frustration and and whatever it is. It's collectively, I think we're kind of seeing 
maybe sometimes not our best selves. And I think also this deep desire and, and wanting for things to feel easy and they're just not yet. You know, yeah. I think we, that's like, we really want for us to, to be able to say, okay, I've made this decision, which is hard enough in the first place. Yes. Um, and then it's like, okay, so now let's just get that thing here and let's be done with this so we can right. have less stress. So I can really empathize with, with homeowners right now, because I think there is a level of just, we're exhausted by things being hard and things being difficult. And I mean, you know, I deal with clients that are dealing, um, you know, that in their businesses and in their personal lives. Mm -hmm. And then you see that on a micro level with just, you know, how you're approaching your home and these projects that are requiring a mental load on you that I don't think we're necessarily used to enduring. So if you think about all the things that contribute to our mental load, all of a sudden now we've got things on our radar now coming with, you know, the stock market issues and interest rates, you know, climbing with, with mortgages and things like that. All of a sudden that mental load is a lot larger than it was a few years ago. So our, even our brains are like, wait a second, this is a lot more that I have to think about than normal. And then you throw on a renovation, then you throw on a home project. It makes a lot of sense that there would be some exhaustion with that or frustration with that. And I think this is where we have to slow down to really choose our experience through this because yes. it can be really miserable and it can be terrible and stressful, or we can live in reality. And reality right now is things are taking a really long time to get to us. Shipping is super delayed. There is no exception to the rule on this fact. And I think the more that we can anchor into reality, it's going to help us process versus this tension of, I wish it were a different way and it's not. And that makes me angry. That energy that we have to expend on that thinking, that thought process of, I wished it were different and it's not, and I'm upset versus how can I accept the reality of what is and mm -hmm. surrender to that, surrender to this, just knowing when I'm going into a project, it's just going to take longer than normal. And well, I don't have to make that really charged or make that really stressful, I can just live in reality. So I think there is, there is a part that we can control and how we approach it and, and how we, um, relate to these projects that are happening right now. The homes that are being sold currently, it's still a seller's market. So the homes are being sold from a premium and they need extensive renovations. Some of them, they're not even livable. And so yeah. It's, it's been interesting because before we're making renovations because we just don't like the way something looks. Oh, it just looks, oh, it's not my taste. And now people are having to settle just to have a home to buy. And it's like, oh, no, you can't live in this. We need, yeah, it needs to be done quickly. So I'm so glad that you touched on that and reiterated about the frustrations because I see it all the time. Most of my clients are uh, lovely and they totally get it, but I can tell it's anytime that you choose to do a home renovation, it's not always about the money. It's not always about the money. You have to be emotionally and mentally prepared to have other people in your home, to have your home torn apart, so to speak, and to have a mess in your home. So it's not always about the money. So when people come and they say, oh, I so badly want to, you know, I want to paint this. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I'll give them all the colors and I just remind them, you know, there's no pressure. We're just playing dress up. 
You can do this when you are emotionally and mentally ready. Because sometimes, you know, when I'm there, I might only be there for one room, but then we, we have time, you know, they have, so then we end up doing all these things and then the hope, but then the pressure and anticipation, Mm. but the anxiety. And I just have to remind them, you don't have to do this right now, but you have the information should you choose to do it, but you can get yourself emotionally and mentally ready. And then you have everything you need right there. And that seems to help others to acknowledge that. Like they go, okay, okay, cool. So I don't have to do this all right now. And it's like, yeah, you don't, you don't have, you don't ever have to do it. If you just want me to come over and do play dress up and tell you, oh, well, yeah, we could do this. We could do that. But, um, it's, it's such a, a lovely thing to be able to experience with someone that joy of imagining what their space can look like and dreaming with them mm. or teaching them how to dream like, Oh, what about this? And what about that? Um, some people don't have that. Um, they can't, they don't have that creative yeah. gene in them to where they can envision it. So I do have, I do have clients that don't care about design. They just want to get it done. They're like, just right. pick a color, whatever. And that's okay too. Um, because you could steal their space. I can, you can still pay attention and the home will dictate what needs to be done to it. You know, it will tell you what's going to look good and what's not going to look good. Colors never lie. (laughs) They'll always tell you, (laughs) but I really do lean into, they have to make a choice. Mm. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'll guide them and push them, but they really ultimately have to make the choice because it's their space and it's not mine. Right. (laughs) Well, and and ultimately that's empowering. You know, when you get to, when you get to have a say so in what you're experiencing in your environment, then you can own it, you know, then you can participate in the joy. Once it's all completed, you can be like, I I chose that, you know, like that was, that was my choice. I I did a good job here. Even if, you know, you faith, if you were assisting them the whole way, there is something really gratifying and satisfying at the end of something to know that you did choose it and that you had a say so you had a preference. I think mm-hmm. oftentimes for women, we have been taught not to have a preference in anything oh and to my be gosh. easy, oh right? Gosh. Like, oh my gosh, it doesn't matter whatever yes. you want. It's okay. You know, better than me. And we've, we've really learned, especially in the South. I know you're in Texas. I'm in Nashville and for Southern women, we have learned to be people pleasers. We have learned to be easy, go with the flow, not have a strong opinion, not have a loud voice. And so there is this, this, um, interesting demure. thing that happens. Like yes. You have to be very demure and very, and it's polite and totally. uh, yes, definitely people pleaser, all the things. I'm not that in my appointments. I mean, I take in consideration what you think, you know, cause it's your house or business or whatever, but you know, I'll tell you straight up if you pick something that's ugly that's and awesome. I'll, I'll, <laughs> you want, I'll find you the prettiest damn orange I can find for your space, but it may not be the orange that you're thinking of. Right. But I do, you hear time and time again about, oh, how hard renovations are and how, oh, I almost divorced my husband. It was so terrible. Mm. And, but I think that things that are hard, goodness and strength can come from it. So I, even though renovations can be hard and these things that you're trying to do to your home, but I think it goodness and you can learn from it. So I don't, I don't think it's meant to like break you. 
Well, so much of that is how you're thinking about it. You know, like you're, the way you think about anything is everything. The mindset, the, the interpretation, the way that you're, you're seeing something is your experience. So if you go into a renovation and you go, this is going to be the most miserable experience. I know I'm going to be stressed out. You know, like I've never been stressed out before. This is going to be the thing that breaks me. Well, then that's going to be your experience. Because that's versus, what you focus on. Right. And you, exactly. You focus on it. You create more of that. You're hyper fixated on those experiences versus where is my sense and self, where's my self power? You know, where is my, my level of control here and how I respond to things like delays and maybe something is out of stock or, you know, contractor doesn't show up on time real life things that happen. And mm-hmm. we can probably anticipate that there's going to be some, some kind of uh, flexibility that we're going to have to exercise <laughs> during the renovation. And I get to choose if I respond or react and reacting is like that. Oh my gosh, you know, creating all this drama. This is horrible. They're horrible. Da, 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 da. Right. We create our, our frustration. We create the annoyance. We amp it up versus a response is I slow down and I go, okay, how do I want to approach this? How would I want to experience the situation that caused me more peace and less stress? Well, I've got to go, you know what? Delays happen. It's all right. You know, we're still moving forward. There's still progress being, you know, happening. I'm so grateful that XYZ is taking place. We can always choose how we interpret something and how we respond to something. And then that will be our experience. So to me, anytime I'm going into something that I know will be um, challenging or is going to kind of stretch me a little bit, I always go, okay, how do I want to experience this? Think about it. How do I want to feel through it? Like what is the emotion I want to choose moving through this versus I'm just going to let myself be reactive and, you know, most likely stressed out and miserable. So I think there is some control there, but I think it is, comes down to the mindset that you approach it with. One of the things that I encourage my clients when they are um, trying to choose who's going to come into their home, they're, I get asked a lot, you know, who would you recommend for this? And who would you recommend for that? Hmm. One of the things that I say before I direct them in any direction is you need to get several beds and you need to see who you vibe best with. Like if you don't have a good feeling about somebody, if you don't connect well with somebody, then that person's not for you. That painter, that contractor may not be the one and that's okay because they're going to be in your home time and time again. I love that advice so much because it really is applicable to everything in life. And even down to picking your paint colors, like (laughs) how does it feel inside your body? Do you get a good feeling about this? I mean, that is your intuition. Like, is the vibe good or is the vibe bad? And you'll know that like on an instinctual, intuitive level, you will know like, this is my person. This is, this is a no go. This is, you know, danger zone. Go, go, you know, get, get out, get away. And you'll know that. And I think that that is fabulous advice, honestly, for anything like, whether it's making a new friend, whether it is choosing somebody to um, lend you money for your HELOC, which bank should you choose? Um, Whether it's choosing a paint color, how do I experience this vibe? How do I feel inside of my nervous system? How do I respond to this person, to this color, to this um, environment? And you'll know. And I think that that is like the, the magic sauce and making any choice is there's really not a 
binary, right or wrong, black and white choice. It really comes down to how do you feel about it? What, what is, what is the inside internal intuitive wise part of you saying? A lot of people are so busy and I'm guilty of this too. You don't stop to listen. You're just barreling through life. You're just, I got to make this choice. I got to make that choice. I got to do this. I got to do that. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Mm. And that's not always the, the way that life goes. Not everybody can always tell you what to do. Yeah. Well, and and I can appreciate that. Right. I mean, like we are all so busy and some decisions are, maybe it's, maybe there are some decisions that, that are, it's more important to slow down for and some that don't matter as much, you know, and in an ideal world, I would love to see every person be able to slow down and think about before they make a decision. Is it a full body? Yes. You know, how does that, how does that yes feel inside of themselves? Mm -hmm. If it had a color, if it had a sound, if it had a smell, if it had a sensation, what does yes feel like in the body is a full body? Yes. And the more you get to know that, the more you can pick up on that quickly. Like, Ooh, I got that little, um, tingling inside. That's a yes. Or what is a full body? No. How do I experience that inside of my body? What does that feel like? What does that look like? What is the the sound, the color, the, the texture of a no inside of my body? And so as I'm going through life, I can more quickly feel that no almost immediately. Like it feels like a halt. It feels like black. It feels like, um, the word stop. And so we can become more sensitive to that in ourselves, like that yes or that no. And sometimes there's not a lot of risk or there's not a lot at stake in a decision. And so sometimes we don't have to slow down for every little thing. You know, if you think about every decision that you have to make when you're renovating oh a home, that would be exhausting. Yeah. And sometimes you have to lean into others because they're an expert. So totally. I'm, a, I'm a color expert, so I'm, I can do that, but I just want, I just want people to have what's right for them. And if they can't articulate it, then paying attention to what's around them or even on them helps. Mm -hmm. It helps me navigate. And I don't, I don't think my clients know that. I mean, I'll pay attention to the eye color Mm. and yeah. (laughs) And I will tell you, I, I mean, there are so many different shades of blues and greens and blue yeah. greens together. Um, people like themselves generally, like mm. they, they will mirror things. They don't even realize it. And I will pull color and I'll say, well, yeah, it's the color of your eyes. And the, cause they'll compliment like, Oh, that's so beautiful. I love it. And I said, well, yeah, cause I, I pulled it cause I liked your eye color or I pulled it because, you know, your dog inspired me or your rug inspired mm. me in there. And then all of a sudden they're like, they love what they have all over again. Oh, I love that. So it's for me, what I do um, is much more than just like, oh, put this color on your wall. I really, I, I love it. And hmm. I acknowledge that everything that um, with the renovations and things like that, having peace within their home or their space is it, it's, we have to have that. We've been in survival mode for so long yep. and we're ready to live again. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, if you think about it, your environment, your space is a reflection of your mind. Like when I think about if I've had a stressful day, for example, and I want to decompress and I want to chill out for me, that oftentimes looks like changing my immediate environment. 
So that may be getting into a bath and I light a candle. That act alone of like, I'm making the the ordinary sacred. I'm slowing down to reflect, you know, having that soft light affects my mood, putting some essential oils or some bath salts into my bath, being able to smell that aroma, having my, my sense of smell activated, having that sense of that warm water affecting, you know, the, the sensation of my physical body, putting the lights down low on a dimmer, maybe putting on some soft music, you know, all those things that we do inside of our environment really does affect our mood. And that can be as simple as bringing in some flowers you know, you think about, okay, well, what flowers do I love in my house that just, you know, cheer me up and, and, and brighten my day. It might be a whole bouquet of sunflowers, or you might love wildflowers and all the different colors of the rainbow, or you might like really pristine, perfect, uh, white roses and that's all. And so even those little things of the, again, what you prefer and how that can change your space and how that affects your mood is I just think that's so fascinating. So it can be something small like that or like a paint color. Like I think about, um, and this is personal to each of us, right? But like when I walk into a room and, it, and it's red, I have a physiological response to a red wall and it's not, it's not enjoyable for me. Like I get oh, really? so aggravated. I hate it so much. Like I could just like, even just thinking about it right now, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I hate it so much. And when we think about red, red on the spectrum, it provokes the strongest emotion of any color. And so if we think about it being associated with like, um, passion or power or anger or intensity or excitement or aggression, you know, think about like a stoplight or a red sports car, you know, there's this like intensity around it. And red is known to elevate blood pressure and heart rate. It speeds up our metabolism and increases our appetite. And so red can be um, jarring to the senses, like it can actually be aggravating to the senses. Whereas some people experience red as passion, as love, as strength, as power, as energy, and there's a positive association with it. Um, and so for me, even like when we look at the the bigger picture of, okay, what is the environment? Like, am I going to choose a red full wall color? Or maybe I just want accents of red, like in a, in a rug or on a table lamp. Um, I think that this is where, again, we've got to kind of slow down and go, okay, how does this affect my nervous system? How, like, what's that initial feeling I get when I experience a certain color or not. And I can go through like different colors and we can talk about that. But I think red is one of those that people feel strongly about. They either love it or hate it. Um, I just hate it. I don't, I don't wear red. I don't want to wear red. Like I just like, it's like a visceral response, you know, but then I have friends. It's like, all they do is wear red. They love it. And they just feel like sensual and sexy and beautiful. Um, so I think it's interesting. Just notice, like, how do you feel about the color red? You know, <laughs> I think, I think that you would be more attracted and I don't, I only know you by, uh, you know, social media. I don't know you. Yeah, by yeah. Else. But I would put you more with like a watermelon red, like a watermelon, like where it's that bright pinky red or that fuchsia, not, not to the red zone. You're like right. in that watermelon color. Like I could see you um, not decorating with that, but I could, you know, I can see that with your eyes. I don't, 
you know, instead of a place of a red, but it's more fun and it's more playful and it's more associated with like fun love, Mm -hmm. just more fun. Not so. Right. Right. (laughs) Totally. Well, you're hired. Um, (laughs) You nailed it. No, totally. And I will wear that color for like my lipstick or my nail. Like I love having red nails, but I would never decorate with red. Like if you go to my house, it's all grays and blues and greens. But Um, you like peaceful, more tranquil spaces. And that's what that is for you. A hundred percent. And honestly, like for me, again, when I think about my home and honestly, this goes room by room, I think sometimes too, because there are, there are some rooms in my house. Like for example, in my bedroom, um, I have a lot of deeper blues. So I have, I have a lot of white, like I have a white comforter, white, and my whole house is white walls, white walls, white trim, white ceiling, everything. That's my um, favorite color is white. And everybody oh my looks at me like I'm si- like I've got three heads, but my favorite color is white because it goes with everything. It's, it's like a blank canvas, which yes. I love. And to me, it's very soothing. Now I'm not going to yeah. pick like this, the starkest white. Like I have a little right. warmth in that white. Um, but it's very calming. And then it gets to be sort of the backdrop and then I can play, you know, with yes. color. But in my bedroom, for example, I've got these darker blues because when I think about going into my bedroom, I want to think of, um, colors that are reflective colors that have a little depth into it that kind of invite in a sense of relaxation and calming. And and I'm kind of associating that with like some depth of like a deep sleep. Right. Whereas in my office, I have colors, I have more poppy green. I have some pink in here because those colors are, um, alive, alive. They're exciting, right? Like I don't necessarily want to go to sleep in my office. So I gotta have some, I gotta have some life in here. So I think even, room by room, it's kind of fun to think about, okay, what is the experience I want to have in each room and how could that be reflective in the colors that I'm choosing inside the space? I love it. I'm smiling right now. I, I love hearing about your house <laughs> and what colors are in it and white everything, but white, if I always, I say when in doubt, go with white. <laughs> you, totally. It's a great backdrop and there's so there's a million different shades of white so it doesn't have to be what some people call a stark white or a hospital white or cold right. white. There's, there's a winter white, there's a romantic white, there's a soft white, you know, there's a bright white, there's lots of different ones. So the soft white that you have that has a little bit more body to it. Yeah, totally. It's, is beautiful. And that a white on white is what's trending right now with pops of color and the warmer woods and, and those types of things. So I do know all the trends and things like that, but I just don't, I'm not a pill pusher for that. Yeah. I don't want to, I'm not going to put anything down your throat. (laughs) (laughs) Please paint everything gray. Right. Well, gosh, I mean, how boring would that be if there's no variety in life? You know, if everybody's house looked exactly the same and we had no self-expression, it's like part of the fun of this, I think is, to express. And so much of our association to color is from childhood. There's, there's a story that is embedded in how we relate to color. There's like the personal associations that we have memories of colors, experiences of different colors, like the colors that you had in your, your childhood home, or maybe in your church growing up or in your, your school growing up. Um, and then culturally, you know, you think about different cultures. I think about, um, 
I'm really drawn to Hispanic art and I have a lot of um, Hispanic uh, folk art in my house and a lot of African folk art in my house. And they're unbelievably vivid and colorful and just I love it. amazing pop. So I've got these white walls, but then these really elaborate, very colorful um, art pieces. Mm-hmm. And it's like, our, our association to those things from, from childhood, whether it's our association with the church or tribally, or even, um, just where we live, you know, you think about locations, you think about Arizona and Sedona, Mm -hmm. New Mexico, of course, you're going to see those clays, those, those oranges, those reds, those mustards, because that's represented in nature. You right. know? And so I think that like so much of this is a, a personal reflection of the story of our lives woven yes. into our homes. And I think that's yes. really cool to think about, you know, like, wow, how is this like my journey represented aesthetically? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I want everybody I, to listen to your podcast. It's called Living Fully Alive. It Are you is. Just, right. Yeah. Yeah, living fully alive, and I'm about to start my third season here in a couple months. I've got some fun travel for the summer, and then I'm going to come back for season three. But I've got well over 200 episodes that you can go binge listen to, and I get into all things mindset and self help. And um, I'm a life coach and business consultant, and so I'm very um, obsessed with our emotional processing, our neurobiology, how we think and behave, uh, the ways and why we do those things and how to ultimately come into the best version of yourself and live fully alive where we're not just operating from a place of burnout and exhaustion and stress, but where we have space to come back home to ourselves and to experience pleasure and joy and fulfillment. Some of those things that oftentimes we feel like we don't have space for and what does it look like to do sometimes the deep work to get there so I explore all of that on the podcast I love it I've dive I've do- dove in dived I'm diving <laughs> yeah what is I'm this? in it I'm in it right now <laughs> there's awesome. like three podcasts I listen to say it southern armchair expert and I'm I'm in the thick of yours right now awesome. I've only listened to like three podcasts and I'm like please don't cry don't cry this is so good <laughs> it's okay but I didn't want to start getting like on that emotional um like roller coaster of like being in the moment yet I was like okay just take it in table it yeah it's okay that it's meaningful now mm. get ready for the podcast and then go back and you can listen and and, and cry <laughs> on your next color on your way to your next color consultation and I mean, truly, you are you are a gift. Thank you. You are a gift, and I'm so grateful for you on this planet. Mm, thank you, thank you. I I love this work. It's meaningful. It's important, and I'm I, truly honored to do it. It's definitely what I'm meant to do, and where I'm supposed to be. Your website is maryhyatt.com. Yep. And your Instagram is Mary G Hyatt. Yes. Please connect with me. I would love love to hear from you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Bye.